This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we are talking about the topic of required minimum distributions in your IRAs. Uh, with me today, I have Kelsey Banky. Welcome, Kelsey. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So the reason that we choose now to talk about required minimum distributions is because you need to take them before the end of the year in certain situations. And we want to make sure that people don't miss them because super fun fact of the day, if you don't take the correct amount for a required minimum distribution, the IRS will penalize you. And they don't just penalize you a little bit. They penalize you kind of hard. In fact, if you don't take the correct amount of required minimum distribution, the IRS penalty is 50% of what you were supposed to take. You heard it right. She said five zero fifty. <laughs> so Which, if, if you were supposed to take another $1,000 out and you didn't, your penalty is $500. Which is just crazy to me because if you intentionally take money out of your accounts too early, the penalty ranges from 10 to 20% usually. Usually, uh, most often 10, but if you accidentally forget to take it out <laughs> on the later years, it's a 50% penalty. So, right. oh my goodness. So, we want to avoid all of our listeners having any kind of issue with required minimum distribution penalties. And so, that's why we wanted to talk about this today. So, first of all, let's just talk about what these are. So, a required minimum distribution is a government-required amount that you have to withdraw from your IRA in certain situations. And we're going to talk about those situations. But here's the thing. these are This is shortened in the financial world to be called RMDs, Required Minimum Distribution RMDs. I also hear people refer to it as MRDs, Minimum Required Distribution, but the correct way to actually say it is RMD, Required Minimum Distribution. So we're going to just shorten it to RMDs the rest of this show. <laughs> and so now that you know what we're talking about. But the, the reason that we have these is because money in your IRAs have not been taxed yet. So once you hit a certain age, the government says, and now it's time to start taxing this. <laughs> so we're going to force you to take out a certain amount of money. And when you take that money out, we're going to collect our tax. So as my dad used to say, the tax man cometh, and this is when he comes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the the way that these are taken is um, they look at your account value on the end of the previous year. So looking at December 31st values, uh, if you needed to take an RMD in 2016, they'd look at December 31st. 2015 values for your IRA accounts. And then the amount that you have to take as a percentage based on your age. So again, I, I hate to, you know, get on the IRS and the, all this stuff a little bit too hard, but they just can't make it easy. It's very complex. <laughs> but it, it is easy to calculate once you know how to do it. So, um, but fact of the matter is you'll have a certain percentage that has to be taken out and that's a percentage of all of your IRA accounts together. You can either take them individually from each account. You can take it from a couple accounts. You can take it all from one account. The IRS doesn't care 
which IRA or which um, retirement account you take it from. They just care that it comes out and that it's taxed. So there's separate rules on IRAs that we want to talk about today. So the first type that we're going to talk about is the required minimum distributions if this is your own IRA. So there's a magic age that RMDs start, and that magic age is 70 and a half. So if you turned 70 and a half in 2016, then you need to start thinking about your required minimum distribution coming out. All right, so 70 and a half is the magic age. If you're older than 70 and a half, for sure you have to take them. But if you turn 70 and a half this year, there's actually some strategic work that you can do to figure out whether or not you want to take your RMD this year or you want to delay it to next year. So here's how this works. The very first year that you've turned 70 and a half, you can either take your required minimum distribution this year or you have the option to delay it until April 1st of next year. So if you turn 70 and a half in the calendar year, you can delay your first RMD until April 1st of the following year. That's as far as you can delay it. But what people often don't realize is if you do decide to delay it, then you have to take two of them out the next year. You have to take the one you delayed and you have to take the one that you would normally have to take out anyway. So strategically speaking, why would you delay? You might decide to delay if you had a big taxable income this year and you don't want to add your required minimum distribution to it. So some people are still working when they're 70 and a half. And if you are and you have an income that you're already paying tax on, that required minimum distribution is going to be taxable income that's sitting on top of your income, so probably at a higher tax bracket. So the strategy here, Kelsey, really is using um, your tax brackets as a decision maker to decide whether or not it makes sense to delay. And that's a, I mean, tax brackets are a big decision in anything that has to do with IRAs because they are going to be taxable. So you want to try to avoid paying more tax than necessary, but also paying taxes in a way that um, maybe doesn't push them too far out so you're paying too much later. Right. Now, a lot of times people say, well, what accounts do I have to take these from? And basically, it's any account that you haven't paid tax on yet that is an IRA. Now, Roth IRAs are already after-tax money, so you never have to take a required minimum distribution from a Roth IRA. But if you have a traditional IRA, a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, a retirement plan from an employer you no longer work for, all of those are the accounts that you have to take the value of from December 31st to figure out how much your RMD needs to be. And if you need to take it in the calendar year, you have to take it before December 31st or by December 31st. And most planners will suggest that around December 1st is the best time to take it if you're going to take it in a lump. Um, And that just makes sure that you get the appropriate amount out before the end of the year. If there's any snafus or problems that you have time to address those rather than wait till the last day of the year to take it, because if you miss it, you're in trouble with a penalty. Let me talk to you about my experience uh, in the early part of my career. I worked for a customer service um, call center at an annuity company. So we had people that had IRAs and um, all types of accounts there. And it happened more often than it didn't probably, especially after uh, uh, some big market downturns, that people would call in and have to sit on hold for a while. 
And by the time they got through to us, the market was closed. (laughs) So do not call and try to make things happen on December 31st because you don't always have control of the situation. So uh, it's just fair warning from experience long ago, but... Yeah. Now, some people decide to take their required minimums out on a monthly basis, which is fine. And then that means that in January, that monthly amount will be recalculated based on your new age and whatever your values were on December 31st. Some people like to take it out in a lump sum. And if you you know do that, you can do that anytime during the year. Some people like to have it come out in different chunks throughout the year that they manage, which is fine. But there you again have a risk of what happens if you forget. So I'm of the opinion that it's better to automate this than not automate it just to make sure that you don't put yourself in a position where you have that penalty. And very often when you automate something, if if an emergency comes up or if you need to get something sooner as opposed to later, switching out of that or adjusting it for that year isn't that um, difficult to do typically. Um, But forgetting it, the penalty is so severe that it's just not worth forgetting. So doing the best you can to to, um, have a a fail-safe in place to prevent missing it is is very beneficial. Now, we keep harping on this, don't miss this thing. And, And let me put that into perspective for you. A lot of our clients and a lot of the listeners out there have many hundreds of thousands of dollars in their IRAs or in their retirement plans. For a lot of people who are retired now, that 401k was one of the biggest places that they built up their retirement savings. So let's just say that you have a $500,000 value in your RMD and you are needing to take that first one, then the reality of it is you're probably going to need to take out twenty dollars to $25,000 from there for your required minimum distribution. So when we say it's a 50% penalty, if you needed to take a $20,000 withdrawal and you didn't and your penalty was 50%, that's a $10,000 penalty. <laughs> And I can think of a lot better ways to spend ten grand than just giving it to the IRS. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's why we thought it was really important to do a show about this and to kind of educate people on the best things to think about when it comes to RMD planning. All right, we are going to take a little break, but before I go on the break, I just want to mention that for those of you who are looking forward towards retirement, we have a great seminar coming up in January. It's called the Retirement Readiness Seminar. This seminar is for anybody who is within 10 years of retirement. So we're going to talk about all of the things that you're going to need to be aware of from health-related things to money-related things to emotional readiness for retirement. We're going to talk about all of that to help you get your ducks in a row. So we encourage all of our listeners to join us, and you can register online at strictfinancialservices.com for that seminar. All right, welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today's topic is required minimum distributions in your IRAs. Um, we've talked about why we have these, which is all about the government coming to collect their taxes. We've talked about who they impact, which is anybody who has hit the age of 70 and a half or more. And we've talked about how to calculate them, which basically is a pretty complex calculation that triggers off of your December 31st values. Now we're going to talk a little bit about um, strategy with these. So let me share a little story with you. We had a couple come in last year, and uh, the husband and the wife each had about 
IRAs in about five different places. They had some IRAs with CDs at uh, a couple of different banks. They had some IRAs in an annuity. They had some IRAs in mutual funds. And so they, between the two of them, there was about 10 different IRA pools of money. Now, what they were doing was they were taking an RMD from each one of the IRAs based on what that company was telling them they had to take out. So from all 10 of them, they were getting a required minimum distribution. The problem with that was that a couple of their accounts had penalties on them for withdrawing. So it, whenever they took that required minimum from there, they not only were having to take the required minimum, but they had about a 6% penalty for taking that money out that was actually really unnecessary to be paying. And they didn't realize that there was some strategy that we could incorporate to get away from that penalty. So what we were able to do is show them that you can aggregate the balances of all of your IRAs. And as Kelsey mentioned earlier, you can take the RMD from any source as long as you take enough. You don't have to take an RMD from each account. You just have to take the total correct amount from somewhere. So we were able with these clients to show them that if we didn't take from the account that had the penalty and instead we pulled that amount from somewhere else, then that was more money in their pocket and no penalty that they were actually paying. Um, we also helped them consolidate some of them so that things were a little bit easier to manage for them and um, showed them how to um, bring some accounts together to take advantage of some benefits that, that consolidation had for them. So avoiding the penalty by strategically choosing where to take that R&D from is absolutely a good strategy for people to think about taking. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about something called an inherited IRA. And an inherited IRA has some different rules than what your own IRA has that you might have saved over the years. So here's how they work. When you are married to somebody and you inherit their IRA when they pass away, that IRA just becomes yours. And that IRA works just the way we've already talked about it. Same rules apply as if it was yours. When you inherit an IRA from someone that you're married to, there's no immediate taxes. It just comes into your name and then you operate business as usual as if it was yours. But if you inherit an IRA from someone who's not your spouse, there's totally different tax rules on it and totally different calculations. What does stay the same is that you have to take a required minimum distribution from there every single year. It's just calculated differently. So as Kelsey shared with us earlier, it's still the same date. So the date that you are going to have to calculate the value off of is still December 31st. But now the calculation consists of the date of birth from the person who has passed away and your date of birth, and there's a really weird age calculation that we have to do to figure out the percentage that you now have to take every year. So it gets more complex. But again, you still have to take that required minimum every year. Now, why would you want to monkey around with that? You want to do that because you can delay paying taxes on the whole amount if you're just taking out a piece at a time. Okay, so the strategy here is this. Let's say that you inherited an IRA from a parent and there's $300,000 in there. 
when you get that, if you paid taxes and just cash it out right away, then you're going to owe taxes on $300,000, which is going to put you in the top tax bracket that there is. Conversely, you can take that $300,000 and put it into a beneficiary IRA. And a beneficiary IRA allows you to do something called stretching it. Stretching it just means you take the payments out over time instead of pay the taxes and take it out all at once. Okay, so if you don't need that money, and Kelsey, there's lots of situations where somebody might not need 100% of the money right away, right? Absolutely. I mean, you see it all the time. People who inherit money, they have a strong career of their own. They don't want to take on any additional tax liability where necessary. Um, so they, they decide to delay it. And they might not um, just take the RMD every year. They might take the RMD most years, and then a few years, they might take a little more than that if they want to take a trip or have a home project, buy a new car, whatever. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is you can always take more. You just have to take at least the amount that they're telling you. Um, right. So it's a really good tax planning strategy if you're, especially in your younger years and in maybe some high earning years of your life and your career, to, to delay those taxes until you drop down a tax bracket, um, maybe closer to retirement or in retirement. So here's the cool thing, and Kelsey just touched on this. You can always take out more, but you have to take out at least the required minimum distribution from an inherited beneficiary IRA. So the beauty of that is that if you have a year that you have a higher amount of spending that you need to do, or let's say you want to utilize your parents' IRA to help send your kids to college, you have to take those required minimums each year, but in any given year, you can always reach in and take an extra chunk. It will be taxable when you take it for sure but the flexibility is there for you to time how you're going to strategize your taxes and that is a beautiful thing about inherited IRAs that are that this stretch IRA concept allows us to do so um, we have a great giveaway for people today we've got a little booklet that is all about understanding RMDs so if you're someone that is going to be coming into that RMD age soon and you'd like to have that just reach out to us at sterkfinancialservices.com or give our office a call and we'd be happy to email you this understanding IRAs or understanding RMDs booklet and uh, we'll help you along your way all right, so we, we said that this show was about required minimum distributions and your IRAs, and I want to talk a little bit um, briefly about one strategy that you can consider with your IRAs that is can be really helpful when it comes to tax strategy and timing strategy. So Kelsey, share with us what this strategy is. It's all about bucketing. It is, and you know... We say the word planning a lot, but that's because we're financial planners and that's what we do. <laughs> so RMD planning doesn't start at age 70. You need to start RMD planning well before age 70. Um, and, and the reason for that is you can be strategic about how you're going to take these RMDs. And there's really um, tax planning and IRA planning that you do between uh, before 59 and a half, and that's if you think you're going to need to access the money before then, um, that there's some strategy can you, do, you can do there to avoid the, the early penalty. Then there's planning you need to do between age 59 and a half and 70 and a half, and that is um, figuring out, you know, what do you think your income is going to be at 70 and a half, and is there um, taxable income you may want to take during those years if you expect to be in a very high tax bracket later. 
Then there's tax planning that you would need to do from seven and a half on through the rest of your life and even into um, after your death. So planning planning is very necessary in the RMDs and it can be a lot of tax savings for you if you just strategize on the right way to take it. Now the buckets Mary's talking about, um, bucketing your money, you know, the, the strategy in this is there are lots of different programs and products out there that can be very beneficial for your retirement and, and making your money last through the, re- the remainder of your life and then also pass on to beneficiaries in um, the best way possible. And Figuring out how much you need to have in the different buckets, some long-term money that's maybe providing income, um, some liquid money that you can get at quickly, that emergency fund that we've talked about in previous episodes, Um, and then having um, more liquid liquid money but with a long-term goal. Um, All of those different buckets are, are things that you should consider in your retirement planning, and you should especially consider them in your RMD planning on which you know, what uh, money are you going to take first, from what sources, how much, all of that you can strategize well before 70 and a half. So that way, when you get to that point where you have to start taking that money, you have a real clear plan that hopefully saves you as much as possible in taxes and helps you capitalize on the market at whatever degree of risk you want to take on. Um, but if you if you come in and say, okay, I'm 70 and a half, let's start doing this, it might be a, a little too far into the, the game to make a big difference but it's still worth looking at. So here's the thing is that your money needs to align with your life. So bucketing might make sense for some or having everything consolidated might make sense for some, but there's no one size fits all. And the key to this is really understanding how the IRAs work, how the required minimum distributions work and creating a strategy that fits you. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. We hope to see you all at our upcoming Retirement Readiness Seminar in January. And uh, happy holidays upcoming. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.